0: This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Healthcare coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plans is like an extra set of pads when you need them the most. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947 with Amy Wells. I'm Mike Keith. And we're here with the man of the hour.
1: We are indeed, Ben Jones.
0: Ben Jones, congratulations on a new contract met with the media literally just moments ago. How does it all feel right now processing this moment in your career, something you've done before, but never at a point where your kids are this age and you're at this moment in your football life?
2: Yeah, it's special. Each chapter of your life, this is my fourth contract in the NFL, and Every aspect of it's been different. First one was me and my wife. Next one was my daughter. The next one was my daughter and one in the womb. And now both of them are sitting here. It's just been priceless.
1: Having your family established in one city and being able to continue to play football in that city is so rare in the National Football League. How much of that was a factor when you were considering all of the options that come during free agency?
2: Yeah. As the man of the house, I'm thinking about that. Hey, what can, what's best for our family? But my wife is so supportive. She was like, Hey, do what's best for your future. you're you can only play this game for so long. So she, she was like, If we need to go anywhere, we're here. We'll make it work. So having her there, just saying that, just gave me a peace of mind. And when it came down to it, we wanted to be here. We wanted to finish it here and try to win a championship.
0: Ben Jones returning to the Titans was no laydown, though. There was interest on the outside. There were points where in talking to people throughout the country, we thought you were gone. You're not, which is great. We're excited about that. But how affirming is that to you about your reputation, what you bring to the field, what you bring to a locker room, that there was that level of interest?
2: Yeah, um, we definitely had interest from other teams around the league. When you play this long And you're out there every Sunday. People notice that. And when you have coaches going to other places, they know what the value I bring to a team. It's not just what I do on Sundays. It's the extra meetings. It's building a team. It's building a group of five guys who want to play it together every Sunday. And just the little things, if it's talking guys about finances, how to raise a family, how to take that next step in your spiritual life, everything comes to it. And I'm happy to have those talks with guys in that locker room.
1: You've started in 103 out of 104 games with the Tennessee Titans. That's insane, especially given the position that you play, given how physical of a player you are. Is there a secret to that?
2: <laughs> I want to be out there. Um, I don't, I'm don't. i a guy who don't want to let anybody down. If I'm going to say I, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And that came from when I was a kid working on the farm growing up. My mom instilled that in me. So if I can go, I can go.
0: And that's that position too. That's the center position mentality.
2: Yeah, I'm, I want to be out there. I know they're relying on me to make the calls, make the checks, getting all the guys lined up, and I don't want to let anybody down. If I'm going to tell you I'm going to pick you up, or if I'm going to be at a certain place at a certain time, I'm going to be there. And if I'm, I'm supposed to be out there on Sunday, I'm going to be out there.
1: And being that reliable force – not only helps you on the field, but it helps in the locker room. And the Tennessee Titans, we know, have such a, a, a locker room of consistency, of brotherhood, of camaraderie, of trust. Do you feel like that's something that you're continuing to bring to this team as new guys are now coming onto this team?
2: Being here now, this is going on my seventh season. Some stability here in the locker room. They know I'm going to be out there every day at practice. So they know what I'm going to bring to the game and they trust me, and that goes a long way. When somebody's trust you, you're going to be out there, and they know I'm giving it my all. They're willing to go out there and do the same thing.
0: The Titans' free agent priorities in 2022 were Harold Landry and Ben Jones, their own guys. What do you hope that says to the locker room?
2: Yeah, um, we're, we're guys that come in and work every day. We put the team first. Um, we want to be here. We work hard. We get the job done. If you do it the right way, they reward you.
1: Were there Ben Jones cartwheels when you got this deal done? <laughs> I love Ben Jones cartwheels more than anything.
2: I might have done some on the beach. The
0: <laughs> Take me back to being a young man in Alabama, and and growing up. And is this just mind blowing? The thought that you could sign a contract to play a game that you love so much for this much money is it? Is it even? Is it even something that you think you could have grasped at any point in your life or even grasped now to a certain extent?
2: Yeah, it blows my mind because I went to school to be a, an education major because I wanted to coach. I wanted to be around football. I just wanted an opportunity. And when I got a scholarship, I was going to walk on just to have that in my pocket because I knew that I'd be good on my resume and being able to keep playing, keep playing. And that's another reason why I play every game on Sunday. I know how hard my family works. My brother works. So, hey, they go to work every day. Why can't I go to work every day?
0: And the thing is, I wouldn't guess you're that vastly different from that guy 20 years ago who just loved to play everything and set the high school record for runs batted in (laughs) in a season and things of that sort.
2: Yeah, um, I'm going to play this game until it's not fun anymore. And I I love this game. I'm going to have my hands in in this game of football for the rest of my life.
1: You said you want to use this contract to bless other people in Nashville. Obviously, you have your foundation, but what ways are you hoping to get involved in the community? Do you have some ideas?
2: Yeah, we have our foundation, Jones Mission, which is helping underprivileged kids here in Nashville. And last year, we did a, the Ben Jones 60 campaign. So each month, we picked a different local organization and donated 10 grand. And just to go from that, we built some great relationships with people we had no idea and just seeing the. Affected had on kids' lives, and we just want to keep growing and growing, and because kids just need a chance, and if we're able to help, we're going to try to help as many kids possible.
0: All right, how does this football team get better over the next few months, knowing that you start the off-season program one month from today?
2: Hallelujah! Can't wait to get back and get started. <laughs> um Losing that game in the first round it hurt, and until you get it out, you want to get back to work. The whole off-season, you're grinding. Uh, get that bad taste out your mouth and we're ready to go and I know, hope guys come back hungry because we got some unfinished business out there and if your mindset ain't to win, a division, win the division, win it all, you're in the wrong place.
0: Ben Jones congratulations. I know you've got to be thrilled that this part is over.
2: Yeah, it's stressful but it's rewarding.
0: Yeah, it sure is. Well, congratulations, and thanks for taking time with us on the OTP. We are so thrilled that you came by, but even more thrilled that you're still with this ball club.
2: Perfect. Thank you.
0: So good to have a chance to visit with Ben Jones, to see him and be excited for him. And I don't know if he cares about this, but the excitement – of the OT people and the Two-Tone Blue Nation about his return, I think, shows what they understand about this football team and what they understand about what Ben Jones means to the organization.
1: Well, Ben Jones has become a pillar. He has become one of the main dudes that fans recognize as someone they can count on every Sunday. And I think that for consistency through a year of so many changes and so, I mean, just so much up in the air in the 2021 season, being able to bring back your own guys, keep the band together and also bring back pieces that, you know, are going to show up no matter what is such a big deal to this fan base, maybe even more than it's ever been before. And so, man, and Ben Jones is just such a good dude.
0: He's a good dude. He's a really good player. He's important in every facet of what the Titans do, which I think fits in. But if you're who you say you are as the Titans and you have a chance to bring back someone at a price that makes sense and they're still playing to that level and they're still available as much as they are, then you almost have to put your money where your mouth is. And that goes to the question I ask him about, what does it say that you and Harold Landry, tough, disciplined, prepared, available people that you can count on, were the priorities in free agency?
1: Right. The number one emphasis was in securing Titans in right. every sense of the word. All and those were the- that's exactly what those guys are, and Titans. A- and,
0: a- and, I mean, the priority in the offseason, you know, last year we said, well, you've got to do this on defense. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. The priority was those two guys to Mm -hmm. start with. And then you're building out from around that. And so they hit targets one and two by doing that.
1: How good does it feel to have a team that has so many people on it that you want to keep? That is not always a familiar feeling for teams. Not every team has that luxury.
0: No, they don't. And it doesn't mean that the guys who were let go – are any less committed or or people that we like. I mean, we liked Julio Jones. Unfortunately, he's at a part of his career where his price tag compared to where he is just doesn't match up, and that's happened in some other instances too. I mean, Roger Saffold is somebody who played great football for the Titans. Absolutely. I mean, really outstanding football, but – the number with where he is in his career and the numbers that the Titans have, they don't mesh. Hmm? You know, it becomes a business sort of thing. And that's hard because it doesn't mean you love them or appreciate them any less. It's just that situation doesn't work out. It's why – when the situation can work out, being able to keep Landry and being able to keep Ben Jones are such a big deal.
1: Absolutely. It's it's a perfect storm, free agency is. There's a lot of components that have to all come together to make a club and a player a good match for one another. And the fact that Ben Jones is still a Tennessee Titan and Harold Landry is still a Tennessee Titan – those are two perfect storms that I'm very excited about.
0: You did an interview with Harold Landry which is easily the best interview Harold Landry has ever done. Ever. Maybe the best interview you've ever done.
1: Oh, that's very nice of you. Um, we, Harold was very excited because you know, I mean, he's rich. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just happy to be there. <laughs> I mean, I'm That's not, rich. not true because
0: not <laughs> only it, I mean, clearly when you listen to Harold it's not all about being rich.
1: Absolutely not. It's
0: about playing here It's about being a part of this entire community, not just the Titans community, but the Middle Tennessee community. It was really special. Would you mind if we share it here with the OT people?
1: Oh, I would love that. Let's do it.
0: Amy Wells, Harold Landry, a chat on the OTP.
1: Harold Landry just added Pro Bowler to his name after the 2021 regular season, and now you're going to be a Titan for a little while longer. Your future stays here in Nashville. How good does it feel to know that you're going to be able to stay put for a little while?
3: Yeah, no, it, it feels awesome. When I finally got the call from my agent saying that, you know, telling me the final things, I was just like, I started to tear up cause I was just like, oh. like, I just feel like everything just came together uh, for me um, and my family. And I'm just so extremely blessed and grateful, you know, I thank God every day for the life that, you know, that I get to live and experience. You know, obviously I worked my ass off to get to this point and I'm going to continue to do that. But I'm just so thankful, you know, uh, for the faith and the trust that this organization put in me, um, you know, to allow me to keep on playing.
1: Throughout free agency, the word is always options. Teams are looking for the best option. Players are looking for their best option. Why were the Tennessee Titans the best option for Harold Landry?
3: There's a couple of reasons. You know, I've said it before, you know, my family loves being here. Like, absolutely love it. The life that we've built here in these past four years, uh, the relationships that we've built, they've just been awesome. And my kids, like, I couldn't imagine them not living here uh, in Tennessee. And then for me, I couldn't have asked for, you know, a better first four years in this league, um, being able to play for this organization and Braves and, and Shane, it's just been awesome. And I don't know, it's just, you know, everything works for me here. But I think most importantly though for me is, is the culture that's been built here. It's a proven winning culture. And it's just, you know, when you walk into that locker room, it's like, you're not just walking in with some guy you work with, you know, you're walking in with like your best friends, you know? So that's just what makes this job so awesome. And and what makes this place so awesome is that, you know, it's more than just football, you know, the the relationships here expand past that. Um, And that's one thing that, you know, I'll always be appreciative and and never lose sight of. I just love coming to work here, so I I wanted to keep going.
1: Now it's no secret that you fit this defense incredibly well. Your numbers in 2021, you had 12 sacks, 22 quarterback hits, 14 tackles for loss, a forced fumble, why does this system fit you so well?
3: I just think, cause like, you know, I'm a guy that I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm versatile and you know, I can find, you know, different ways to go out there and be a productive player. And I think that's what the value that I bring to this defense, you know, they can move me around. They can play me all over the place and I can find a way to be productive. And you know, that's my role in this defense is to go out there and, and just play almost reckless and just try to make that impact every single game. And I feel like I was able to do that this past year to help the team win.
1: Shane Bowen is someone that you have a relationship with beyond just being your defensive coordinator he was also your position coach how does that impact the way that you guys are able to game plan on a week-to-week basis
3: i just feel like like you said you know shane was my position coach when i first got here you know he played a huge role um, in my development over the years here i feel like you know we've developed that that trust in our relationship and and I don't know, I feel like, you know, when they're game planning as a defensive staff, I feel like they have a, a great understanding of the, of the strengths and the skill set of, you know, each player on defense. I and mean, they do a great job of putting all of us in positions to succeed and positions that fit our skill set so that we can go out there and be successful as a as a unit.
1: Is not rare to have coaches that really hone in on each individual player's strengths. I mean, you would think that some coaches really value the the group as a whole or the the scheme that they're trying to do or what they're really focused on seeing x's and o's wise it seems like this coaching staff especially on the defensive side of the ball really keys in on the players
3: yeah I just feel like you know it's not so much Braves probably said this before but it's not so much the x's and the o's as it is the jimmies and the joes that are out there on the field you know Braves always preaches this about the players the players making plays but yeah no it's like it works hand in hand you know Um, they do a great job like I said of putting us in Positions to be successful and then it just comes down to players making plays and you know I feel like we got so many playmakers on our defense that one of us is bound to make a play You know play in and play out we became I feel like such like a very cohesive unit You know, we were all just like thinking and talking the same language and I just feel like you know It's important to keep that together. You know what I'm saying?
1: It feels like every year since Mike Vrabel has been a part of this franchise we've seen the team as a whole build on the success from the previous year. Is that part of the culture of this team is continuing to build on the foundation that's been laid?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. I just feel like we all kind of like think alike. Like nobody here is like ever content, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we were the one seed. Yeah, we lost in the playoffs, but, you know, we were the one seed. You know, we had a lot of success this year, but we're never satisfied. I feel like there's always meat on the bone. There's always room to improve. And I just feel like that's going to be our approach this off season. is, you know, like for me personally, it's find that one or two things that can take your game to the next level while also keep enhancing what you already do well, but really focusing on that this offseason. But yeah, no, nah, I feel like nobody is ever content. We all have one goal, which is to go and win the Super Bowl, and we all know that, you know, we have the team to do it. Like, there's no question about it. We have the team, we have the culture, the work ethic, the coaches, the front office, everybody. We just got to find a way to string it together. You know what I'm saying?
1: When news came out that you were going to remain a Tennessee Titan, social media exploded and the loudest people were your teammates. They were celebrating you, what you had accomplished in your career. Is that an illustration of what this locker room is?
3: Yeah, I mean, it it means a lot to me, uh, you know, seeing all that and I just feel like, yeah, like that plays a part into like, why I feel like our locker room is so special because yeah, everybody wants to, you know, get paid and have the stats, but like, guys are genuinely happy for one another when success comes you know to someone else in the locker room and like I say you know it's not just somebody you're coming to work with like these are best friends these are relationships that you built over time that trust and it's just been awesome to you know experience those relationships with the guys in there
1: those guys are our family at this point was that a reason that you wanted to stay keep the family together
3: yeah no nah, I mean like you know what I'm saying like it's just like I said like I've said it before like yeah I had a uh, 12 sacks I had this I had that you know now I'll be making this money and that but I'd be telling people all the time like when I'm all done playing the game like the stuff that's like going to mean the most to me and the stuff that I'm going to miss the most is like us in the locker room joking around having a good time together that's definitely like I said one of the main reasons why I wanted to come back
1: you've said you're kind of an introvert until you get around your people like your guys yeah these are your guys right
3: <laughs> yeah I'm a I'm definitely more uh, open and not so much an introvert in the locker room, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm definitely, yeah, I would say, yeah, I'm different when I'm with my boys.
1: You're Harold Lynn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
3: I'm more reserved when I'm not around, you know, my boys or my family.
1: Right, so now you're gonna be able to stay around the family a little bit longer and keep your actual family, your wife, your kids, here in Nashville, What is it about this city you love so much?
3: The people here are just so nice. That's another reason why I also wanted to come back. is because, like, just the people you meet around here is just awesome. And it's also that, like, you know, obviously now that, you know, I'm going to be here in the long term, my family is, you know, most likely going to come out here. And we're in a certain area where, like, family members that don't live with me can, like, easy access to, you know what I'm saying? So that's another reason why, but we just love the vibe. The vibe here is just awesome. Nashville is
2: awesome.
0: That's Harold Landry with Amy Wells on the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Turn to the folks who've been in the game for 75 years. 1947. Harry Truman was president. Farm Bureau Health Plans offers the great health care coverage you need with a price tag you can afford. Our 33rd president, by the way. There
1: were so many things that I wanted to say, but I didn't, You were going to he... say
0: I'm 75 years old?
1: I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but I might have implied it you in some implied very it, that funny way. That I knew Harry Truman, Yeah, that, that we you were guys neighbors. were Yeah, yeah. Maybe okay. you went to school together. I not, don't know. Not true. Hmm. Not Truman? No. well played
0: Uh, well played okay so a few things to recap here as this is march 18th and i'm sure we've waited to tape this for a couple of days because of the ben jones thing we wanted to get a chance to talk with him but also we wanted to recap as much as we possibly could and I'm certain that the moment that we're ready to turn off the recording, seven things will happen. But It's
1: always how it happens we're to trying. us, but we try. Okay,
0: so the Titans got two compensatory picks, one in the fourth round and one in the sixth round. So the Titans have a pick in the first round at 26, a pick in the third round at 90, two picks in the fourth round at 131 and 143, one fifth round pick at 169, and two sixth round picks at 204 and 219. So if you're writing them down 26, 90, 131, 143, 169, 204, 219. Yell bingo. Go ahead. Bingo. A total of seven picks for the Titans. Not bad. So we mentioned that Julio Jones was released with a post June 1 designation. That is new this week. The Titans have announced that they have agreed to terms with offensive lineman Jamarco Jones from Seattle. He played at Ohio State, played his college football there. He has played all four offensive line positions and made a start at all four with the exception of center. He's played uh, both right and left guard and both right and left tackle, so I would say he takes the Kendall Lamb spot.
1: It's a swing guy.
0: Well, I mean, the designation that when Kendall Lamb signed last offseason from Cleveland, the thought was that he would be no worse than a swing guy, but probably a starter would have a chance to start. That never worked out. And so he's departed. And Jamarco Jones takes that role with the hope that he can become a starter and that if he's not, he's at least the sixth man.
1: All right, I'll take that.
0: Okay, so the Titans have also announced they've agreed to terms with running back Trenton Cannon from Virginia State originally, entered the league in 2018 as a sixth-round pick of the Jets. Yes, he is a running back, but he is mostly a special teams player. 38 special teams tackles, had 10 last year for the 49ers, has run back kicks, had a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown for the Carolina Panthers in 2020. As a running back, 51 carries, 150 yards, one touchdown, 20 catches for 160 yards. Some people saying, well, the Titans let go of Darrington Evans, so this is the guy to take that place. I will see if that's the case because I think Cannon comes in as a special teamer who's also going to have a chance to make a mark as a running back. We shall see.
1: And those special teams guys are important.
0: They're very important. Yes. And and the long game, I think, is a part of this based on the fact that the Titans have started to free up some cap room. I think we're going to see them pick their spots. But you continually, every day, see a guy get cut. You see, this player has just come on the market, and this player has just come on the market – We're going to see that all the way to the draft, and then we will see it after the draft. So I continue to preach to the OT people, be patient. Just because the Titans now have some cap freedom doesn't mean they're going to fill it all right now. Maybe John Robinson has moves in mind, but don't be surprised if he doesn't take his time.
1: We talk about this every offseason. There are waves. Right. And just because something doesn't happen – right at the very beginning doesn't mean that there aren't things that are going to happen later. Everybody just chill.
0: I want to continue with one other thing because I know a lot of the OT people are not in the Nashville area. Correct. Some of you are in other parts of the state. Some of you are in other parts of the region. We have a lot of friends in Texas and California we know. We even have people overseas. Yes. We have people who maybe can't get to Nissan Stadium for every game. Now, would we like it if you all became PSL holders and season ticket members? Yes. That would be great. It's probably not realistic. It's not. So I want to make you aware of something that I've been working on. I did some commercials this week for our flex ticket plans. You can get a two game pack, you can get a three game pack you can get a five-game package. Hmm. They're available in club and 300 level. They start at around $152. Okay. Roughly. Yeah. So you can call 615-565-4200. They're also group ticket sales. And I got to speak to a group from West Tennessee this week, and they were just really nice. And what if you're, you're going to bring some friends up? You want 10 people. Or you want to bring your men's club from church, or your women's club from church, or you know what, or a school group, or whatever. The group ticket thing is awesome.
1: Yeah, it's a great a great way and, to get everyone to a game.
0: And we didn't do it at first. Really? For, no, we didn't do it at first because we sold out over and over and over again, and we kept saying, I, you know, we may be missing something here understanding that somebody from Alabama or somebody from Mississippi or Kentucky or another part of the you know east or west Tennessee or even middle Tennessee mm-hmm. because for for everybody a season ticket doesn't always make sense so what if you can buy group tickets you can do that minimum of 10 it's $250 to hold the tickets So everybody wants the Cowboys game. Everybody wants the Giants game. Everybody wants the Raiders game, the Broncos game, the Bengals game. Yeah. Whichever game. You you can do group tickets for all the games. And you can do it now. Groups at Titans.NFL.com. Groups at Titans.NFL.com. Here's the other thing. The Fireball Fast Pass.
1: Tell me more. Well,
0: the Fireball Fast Pass is like the coolest thing possible, especially if you're younger.
1: It sounds spicy.
0: 300 bucks. You have a ticket to every game, every game, all ten. Okay. Now it's in the three hundred level, and it's not going to be the same seat every game. They huh. only they only do fifteen hundred of them. They've just put them on sale. Half of them are already gone.
1: I believe that half of
0: them. I mean, they are totally going to sell out. But this is. The, the most awesome thing, because if you spend $300 and buy the Fireball Fast Pass, you are guaranteed a seat in Nissan Stadium for every single game.
1: Well, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard.
0: Well, it's 300 bucks right now. The price is going to go up May 1st to 350 but I don't know that they will all last until then.
1: Nope. The OT people are going to pounce.
0: So I, I want you, as you're listening... 615-565-4200 for a Fireball Fast Pass and for the Flex plans. That's the number 615-565-4200. for the groups. It's groups at titans But I'm going to tell you, the Fireball Fast Passes just went on sale. Half of them are already gone.
1: The Fireball Fast Pass is the thing that like people will be sitting around and they're like, you know, I just want like I just want to go. Well, but you think, know, but I just Think about there.
0: this, Amy. If you If you only picked three games, you would probably spend more than $300.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. I like how you did that. But
0: but the thing is, if you go ahead and buy the Fireball Fast Pass, you're in. Yeah. You and three of your buddies go ahead and go. So you know you're in, Mm -hmm. and then you can be part of it for all 10 home games.
1: Yeah, which most of the time, if I want to go to a sporting event, I just want to get in. I just want to be there. Right. Well, I want to experience it. But if
0: you're younger as you're, I am As you are very young. Yes. or you're starting a new family.
1: As I also am. You,
0: <laughs> maybe maybe season tickets don't make sense for you right now. Right. Got it. Our whole thing is while we want everybody to buy a season ticket and we the renewal rates have been phenomenal as you would guess after the year the Titans just had. Right. It doesn't make sense for everybody because of finances or where you're located or whatever, but to give yourself that option through these flex packs, I just think our ticket office has done an amazing job.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. I'm I'm all in on these.
0: And and how about being all in on numbers and turning
1: I'm not all in on numbers. To
0: the numbers, lady.
1: Oh gosh. Are you ready? I'm so excited who about your this interview. Who is your
0: favorite person that we interviewed at the Combine?
1: My favorite person that we talked to at the Combine, who I'm actively working on being my best friend, is Cynthia Freeland.
0: Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network, who is their analytics expert. I'm fascinated by analytics.
1: I know you are. You are a numbers man. It,
0: but analytics don't rule my life as far as what I think football judgments should be. But they are interesting to be considered. And I I think that's where Mike Vrabel and John Robinson are too. I think they are people who are very interested to know what the hard numbers say. You know, the Dallas Cowboys started this. They started working with computers in the 1970s before anybody else did. Looking at percentages, looking at – at at things of that sort, and Tom Landry was famous for it. Gil Brandt was famous for it. I mean, they wanted to know these things, and it has evolved. Moneyball with the Oakland Athletics and Billy Bean Mm -hmm. you know, sort of brought it to the forefront, Paul DePodesta, who's now with the Cleveland Browns. He was with the Oakland A's with Billy Bean and then was with the Los Angeles Dodgers, and now he does that for the Cleveland Browns. Switching sports, it's a real thing. She has become the analytics expert on football, and it's, it's fascinating.
1: Golly, her brain is just amazing, the way that she sees but things and processes cool. things. And she's so cool. I mean, she's just the neatest person.
0: Outside of the fact she's a Detroit Lions fan.
1: Well, we don't talk about that. No,
0: we leave Never the, comes up. We leave that alone. But we got to sit down with her. We could have kept her for two hours. Yeah. We specially requested her from NFL Network because we were both fascinated with what she does. I love her segments on NFL Network. And here is our talk with the NFL Network's analytics expert, Cynthia Friedman.
1: Cynthia, when we're starting this conversation, I think we would be amiss if we didn't start by talking about your history okay and how you got to where you are yes because you have such an interesting story and in that you did not start anywhere broadcasting or no. broadcast adjacent no so tell us so the you're story. saying she was smart yeah i'm okay. saying that she, <laughs> no. she's more intelligent than all of uh-huh. us but you, you've got to tell us the story of how you got from being someone very Business and yes. finance centric yes. to broadcasting?
4: I, I don't really know, but I can tell you sort of what happened. I This is not like a do not follow my path, kids at home. This is not, this is a low probability outcome. This is like not, I don't know. Basically, I worked in the league office, so I went to business school, and my summer of business school. I had been a banker prior to that and I was like, I had to do something interesting. So I cold emailed the then CFO of the NFL and I asked for a job and he gave me an interview and I was able to earn a job and I mean, I sent him like a stock right up. He was a big stock guy. He s- subsequently went back to Goldman Sachs, Twitter, now he's at SoFi. So it's interesting, whatever. So I, I cold emailed Anthony Noto and I was like, I just want to, I think this is interesting. I liked what you did at Goldman before I used to read all your equity research reports. Here's a stock I, you know, here's how I think, here's a stock I researched. And then that's how I got the interview and then I started working the league and then the projects that i worked at at the league office were what's the right configuration 16 and 4 17 and 3 now we're at 17 and 3 how many playoff games do we need to keep teams competitive longer how do we keep people healthier and that's when i really started to learn like i worked with the competition committee and i watched coaches film with coaches and they taught me like okay when the better players are out there then you get better outcomes in games right like more competitive games and i started mapping it that way and then I added a data science degree to my MBA when I was finishing and then I learned how to code and then like all this Moneyball stuff was happening. I was like, I can think I can like figure this out for football a little bit. And then I went to Disney cause there was a lockout and you know, I, I didn't want to come for the lockout. I was like, that didn't sound good. It I mean, wasn't <laughs> great. No, <laughs> no. Yep. not it, recommended. You know, no, I needed health insurance. Your girl needed health insurance. <laughs> yeah. So then I went to Disney and I did like big projects there, financial strap planning, a big, 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 scary part of Disney buying Lucasfilms, you know, stuff like that. And then ESPN owned by Disney. They were like, "We have an innovation team. Do you want to come do big data there?" And I was like, "Sure." And that's what it was called at the time. And then Paul Di Podesta then somehow got hired by the Browns, and they didn't have Mr. anyone. Mr. Moneyball. Mr. Mo- like the actual, and he doesn't look anything like like the the character portrayed. Billy Bean. Does Billy not, Bean doesn't look like Brad Pitt. No. Unfortunately yeah. for him, that's but disappointing. Paul, yeah. D- Paul D' Podesta also doesn't like like Zach Galifianakis, which is maybe <laughs> better for. <but> anyways, <laughs> that we can talk about that a different time. But you know, he, they didn't have anyone to talk about it on air, and at the same time. DraftKings and all these things were coming into the space, and you could kind of use, like, the strategy of that to be the anti-hot take, be like, this is why, from a math point of view. And it just kind of was like this confluence of, like, all this stuff happening at the same time. And you kind of can't talk about math on TV if you get outed pretty quick. Like, you can't BS your way through it. Some things I can BS my way through, but you can't really do that with with math.
0: Okay, so what goes into yeah. your analytics? Oh, a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some give us dirty a, stuff. Give us some basics of yep. what goes into yep. analytics when you're going to pick the Tennessee Indianapolis mm-hmm. game.
4: Okay, so it's just like stock picking, right? So you look to see what are the the fundamentals. So if you look to see, like, okay, the, you you take what has happened this season, who are the personnel, how do they match up with the other personnel? Then you look for historical references. Defenses that have really good exotic fronts. Always, you got to say that when you get <laughs> on the Titans broadcast, right? Thank you. of <laughs> yeah, course, we absolutely. It. And maybe some questions on the back end of the defense. How do they fare against teams who, you know, I, I remember actually specifically for the Rams game. In the Rams game, the notes were, if they can come out and pressure the Rams front very quickly, they're going to have a hard time because the Rams don't adapt and they they do not do a good job of adapting, especially beginning of the season. They did not do, and on defense, they did not do a good job of adapting if once they got in a hole right? So it was like, if the Titans can come out and hit them, and that's what happened. So it was kind of cool that it worked out. (laughs) I remember my losses too. Don't, don't get me wrong. I remember the W's. I remember the L's, but it's all about what are the, what are the leading, what are the things like though? This team looks like this, this team runs this type of offense. This team is vulnerable, and susceptible to this type of defense. How do all of these things match up and where do they kind of, where where does it kind of net out when you add up all of those things together? So
1: how do you assign a numerical value to something like that because it seems to someone who is definitely afraid of numbers shouldn't be it it all seems very kind of arbitrary like yeah i don't know how do you assign a numerical value or a quantitative yep value to that
4: we all kind of do it a little different but the way I do it is the probability of earning a first down or a touchdown or on defense the probability of stopping a first down or a touchdown right so and I know there's kicking there's other things involved but the probability that you get yourself into a scoring range or not based on the down distance The matchups, this is my offense, this is your defense, this is what's been happening and in the game it does adjust because sometimes there's an injury or sometimes something changes and you do it based on past precedent for what happened in past situations when teams who are configured like the Titans, like someone who's you know, let's just pretend Derrick Henry's playing with a really, really dynamic running back that changes the game, right? And 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 a, you know, an, an offensive line that's typically very good. But we're going to go with the best case, not not sure. injuries. We're taking it without injuries. This team runs the ball. This is it's very, they look a lot different than the Bills, who barely run the ball, right? So how do teams that look like the, the Titans in the past how have they fared against defenses that look like let's call it the Rams in the past? And then you look to see, okay, this is where the the, the Pain points are vulnerabilities, and that's how the numbers come in because it's like the same as that place in the desert that I don't know. I'm a league employee, so I don't know anything about gambling. But the same way that those <laughs> numerical you can now actually, yeah, you're I, I don't know. I'm actually I've I am actually i have not done my compliance training yet, so I'm not entirely sure what I'm allowed to do or Takes not. Takes a long so time. I yeah. know, but I just know that video. the way that yeah. it goes is it basically it's like, do will you get points on this drive? How, what's the expected points on this drive? And what's the expect? How many drives do you have? And, and you base it on what is the, the it, it looks, it's a doppelganger, right? You know, like, look, you're a twin. Because go back to baseball, some guys are sluggers, some guys are single and double hitters. And how does that all
0: map together? So it's probability of points. See, here's what I don't get about you yeah. choosing to do football. Because <laughs> yeah. in baseball, the money ball theory relies a lot about probabilities that are very tangible. If I swing at pitches low and away, I hit 345. If I swing at pitches up and in, I hit 076. In basketball, if I go to my left to take a 15 foot jumper, I only make it 37% of the time. But if I go to my right, I make it 61% of the time. There are a lot more things in football that numbers can't cover, which in my opinion, makes your job harder than if you did it in baseball or basketball, probably hockey as well. Mm -hmm. So why football? Why take on the hard role?
4: Because because here's what you know how many people do what I do? Like five.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I,
4: I, like, at one point it was none. So I was the best, worst, and most average person in the entire industry doing it. You're like it. in the Hall of Fame. Right? Yeah. Right. There you go. Like, right. like yeah. that's amazing. Like, yes. I, you got to remember I, it's, it's also a probability of me versus my competitors. There aren't that many. So I don't have to be that good. I yeah. <laughs> just that to be first. How long does it take to put it all together? A, lot, a long time. Yeah, because I actually watch the film too. Some people don't watch it. I watch the film. I use computer vision, so I get to measure some things other people don't. It's like, it's, it's basically like finding, it's like the next-gen stats, only I can measure anything that I want. It just takes a long time because the way that the it looks like a telestrator almost, right? It can measure the circle around a receiver, how fast a receiver is running. So I love the combine because we get to see how fast these wide receivers are going to run with a 40 in a straight line without any pads. But none of that stuff matters. What really matters is what is the speed on the field and the pads for a crossing route or a go route? Like what is the reality of that? Like this is fun. Like these guys, and I'm not good at bench. Rope. I don't care if you're bench pressing or not. You're like, who cares, right? Like, right. It's, you know, the, these are
0: more. What do you see in the game? Well, that that's like Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry's forty was four five four or yep. something, which is good, but not. It's in range. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's in range. Yeah. yeah. But if you look at him on GPS, right, when he's running with the ball, right. And he breaks the line yep. of scrimmage. He's one of the fastest guys in the league. Totally. His forty is not the fastest, but because his...
4: none of that matters.
0: But you, <laughs> but, but, but yeah. it matters to what you It matters you to do. everything here. Yep. Yeah. No. So so that's why I'm saying. Well, your we'll take seat. any data
4: point, right? We'll okay. take any data point. Why not? I, I, I'll tell you, there are ranges that are, what What you really want to look at is, is something out of range, meaning there are ranges for, and I put out an article, You, can, I, have, I, I show all my work, you can see all my ranges, sure. right? Yeah. And you look to see like a, a prototype, like Derrick Henry type running back, as long as they fall in range, then go back to the film. If something weird happens between what you saw in college and now, like someone gets considerably slower, or some, like if you run like a five something and you're running, back, like that's maybe you're out Shape. Maybe you have a knee injury. Like, it's just a flag for Maybe something. You're
0: else. <laughs> well, Maybe
4: you're old. Maybe, but they didn't get old in three months. Well, they, they, two it does, months. It right? does happen, like, though, right? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I'm a believer in what you do. That's yeah, why. I'm, no, that's like why it. I'm asking the questions yeah. because I just think it's so hard. And and I think you have identified data points. That you you've been able to apply analytics in this way, mm-hmm. which didn't sit because I am a numbers guy. Yeah, you like and it, so it didn't seem like that would be something that anybody would be able to do. And it feels like you've captured something. I'm How much further you. do you think you can go with you know,
4: it? I I I like kind of unabashedly say that like my uh my my goal eventually, if I would stay on this, is like one I, I like creating this space because I think it's a tool in the tool belt for teams it 's also a tool in the tool belt for media because it 's really nice to have like we say he 's overpaid he 's underpaid well if you don 't know what paid is then what like where's the line right right? Right. like I make a joke this is terrible English like I'm not a grammar or English like there's over numbers right overwhelmed underwhelmed well what's whelmed and I actually know there's a definition of whelmed but don't worry about it don't let let details get in the the way of a good story right so you know like that to me it's it's how do you define that so then you can tell the story right ahead of the story you say hey Ryan Tannehill is one of the best quarterbacks using play action pass in the league if they can get the ball running the play action pass works this is how it works right then in the middle of the game you're like hey the play-action pass isn't working. Why? Well, Derrick Henry got hurt, and they're not able to disguise the run, so play-action's not working this game. What are they going to do in the second half? Well, then you pay it off at the end. Hey, they were actually able to use play-action pass because they, they're running backs. So whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, so the point is, is you're just getting something that's not like I don't like this person or that person. That's not my. I I don't I don't care about like or dislike. It's about here's what the is saying, and I can tell you who I like later. But like, you know, in in the moment, it's like, what is, is this strategy working? And if not. What? Because I love the chess match, right? Mm-hmm. Like the chess match is the best part of football, right? Are you going to be able to adapt when you when this happens? Are you what? Oh, we're down twenty one points. Like now, what does the game plan look? Right. Like? Oh, like yeah. so, and I and that's the ch- so if you don't know if like this is a weird thing or not is this an anomaly or not right like should this have happened or like if so if you give a little more context and a richness to like I don't want to bore you with numbers I'm just going to use those numbers to help you like tell the story and like enjoy and engage with the game a little bit it's less about like the number seven. And if it's not seven, then it's not right. Like, who cares? But it's it's like, hey, like, if they can get more than seven, you know, if they can pressure more than 20% of the time in the first half, like, this is how the Titans upset the Rams, you know, whatever. So, so something like that. You know, so it's, it's more context.
1: I am so amazed by this. And first off, you guys had, like, a two-minute conversation where I understood no words except for, like, <laughs> and and the. Because my my brain just doesn't operate that way. You guys are speaking Mandarin. But I think this is so incredible not only as a tool for media members, yes. not only as a tool for understanding and engaging with the game better, but also there are so few women in the math and <laughs> science realm. We need sir. more.
4: Well, and she's in the football world. Seriously, yeah. to see. Well, that's why I want to be a pre- team president. That's what I'm going to go. See, if I would go on that side, of, I don't want to be a GM because they get fired too often, Ooh. and I sure as heck don't want to be a coach. No, no, yeah, no. no. I want to be a president. They they get to la- plus I also have like a business
0: background, so I feel like see, you know,
1: that
4: it's better for my MBA. Oh
1: my gosh. Plus I want to be, be best friends with you. Like, I'm it. having Done. a moment right Done. here. Done, let's do this it. Is, this is a serious thing. But
0: don't you think you have more credibility in this because you love ball?
4: Yes, and because I'll sit with a coach. And, right. And I also have no shame in asking – where the heck is the safety supposed to be? Because by the way, even people who played ball, they
1: don't know. No, no. like of, no a lot idea. of players exactly. don't know.
4: So I, so I sit there and I'm like, <clears throat> uh, Mike, Coach, <laughs> ca- can I? Can you tell me? Because Rabel's the best one to ask. Like all mm-hmm. those people with the crazy leverages and like the false, like oh, we're going to show you, man, but really in zone, we're really gonna show you, like all these crazy stuff that this is their mind, and that's awesome. And by the way, so Dean Ps, you know, here's my like Dean story. Yes, uh, I grew up in East Lansing, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Dean Pease was in Michigan State when I was in high school, when I was a freshman in high school. His wife, Melody Pease, was my volleyball coach. So it's all coming full circle, right? When I was, like, 14 years old. (laughs) Has a team tried to hire you? They have. How many teams
0: have tried to hire you? Well,
4: I do projects for teams, and I've done projects for about 13 teams. And I think it's 13 or 14. I can't remember. And that's really, like, awesome. I try to get other people full-time jobs. Like, I think people need health insurance. I'm a health insurance kick for whatever reason. And And team gear. Yeah. You know, team gear and, and actually I had a guy, it made me feel really good last night. Like someone came up to me from the Jags and he was like, you posted a job. I applied to it because of your posting on Twitter and I got the job. And I was like, you're wearing the team issued gear. Do you have health insurance? He's like, yes. And I was like, my job here is done. <laughs> like, I just, I want to well shine boy. a light. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm like, this is very exciting. So I, but I would like to, the team has, it has to be the right team with the right set of people who work there because I don't want I, I don't want to have a bad experience like, I don't want to have, you know, like it it can be, we all know there have times when things get, teams get very toxic. We see it, it blows up. That's why eight coaches get hired every year, right? So I'd like to be in a space where I feel like, okay, this is, when I'm going to push my chips in, I'm going to push them in for somewhere where like the coach and the GM are on the same page and the front office people, and there's a lot of like respect and love and mutual stuff. Like there's, there's some really great teams and really great humans out there. I'm going to wait till those people are in the right spot and then they want to hire me. You know, I'll, I'll wait till that. I don't, I don't want, I don't need to jump for like some toxic craziness no thank you
1: oh gosh i hope that's our team <laughs> i'm telling you we're best friends it I just happened i know right it's all <laughs> I love it. she's cool i'll tell you what 90 percent of that interview was you guys talking numbers at each other and my head was just spinning in circles i'm not a numbers person i so desperately want to be
0: I'm the strangest type of math person because I was good in math in school, except geometry. Geometry is different, though. I mean, I couldn't do it. Yeah. But numbers, I I always did well in trigonometry, calculus, everything leading up to it. Horrible at science, though. You know, because everybody's supposed to be a math science person. Yeah. I mean, I barely... Got through science in high school and college. Could not get it. Couldn't figure it out. But math? Totally, totally loved it.
1: I could do science because there was words involved. And so I could work my way through a situation because someone could explain it to me.
0: So I come up with various analytical things Mm -hmm. that I do equations on and figure out about us. And I'll share them with Amy. Obviously, she never reads them.
1: No, I read them. 90% of the time, I have no idea what they say. But I really enjoy them, and sometimes I like to drop them. If I have ever used any sort of a statistic or number in a broadcast anywhere in my whole life, it was fed to me by someone else 100% of the time. 100% of the time. Use that again. I'm great with 100% because I know what that means. But really, truly, and I am not too proud to say it, if I use a number... Somebody said, you should say this exact thing, and so I Well, that could
0: get you in trouble, Ron Burgundy.
1: Well, I mean, I I only take it from trusted sources like Mike Keith.
0: Stay classy, San Diego?
1: I only take it from people like Mike (laughs) Keith, who feed me real information, I assume. (laughs) Because I can't fact check it, because I don't know.
0: I have many leather-bound books, (laughs) and my apartment smells of mahogany. Oh, no. We're devolving.
1: This is it. This is weird. <laughs> it's such a good We're getting into show. Ron
0: Burgundy. Now you're going to go back and watch Anchorman. I am. <laughs> <laughs> He'll read whatever's on the prompter. Yes. Oh, boy. Is this the longest OTP? In the- this is not the longest OTP. Ashley Farrell says no feels like it is. But it's good. It's a good recap. It's our first one since the combine.
1: Yeah, and uh, there has been a lot of news again. We wanted to wait as long as possible so that we could have the most all-inclusive podcast.
0: And we wanted to run Cynthia Freeland.
1: Golly, you guys needed to hear Cynthia Freeland She's just so cool. But also, we wanted to make sure we had a chance to talk to our returning Titans. Yes. We could keep everybody updated. We're all yes. about being informative for the OT people.
0: We've got a lot of stuff coming, too.
1: There's a ton.
0: We've coming. got a ton of cool stuff coming. It's cool. It's
1: going to be great. It's
0: cool. I'm so fired up. So, thanks to Farm Bureau Health Plans. Thanks to Ben Jones. Thanks to Harold Landry. Thanks to Cynthia Freeland. Thanks to you, Amy Wells, for. Carrying the ball on all of this. You've been working very hard. I have been working
1: very hard. And thank you as always to
0: Ashley Farrell for what she does. For Amy, I'm Mike. And this, for the OT people, is the OT. Welcome to the big show
4: where the-